Hey, Angelo. Hello. I, I don't have a particular question. I had several, but they all got answered because of the conversations you've been having with everybody. Because um, I was going to talk about shame, and then someone talked about shame, then I was going to talk about the fear barriers. <laughs> I was talking about the fear barriers. So thank you, everybody, for asking my questions. Um, what I what I can say that's coming up for me is there's nowhere to hide. And sorry, I think I accidentally muted myself. Um, I was saying that it feels like there's nowhere to hide. And it also feels like I desperately want to sometimes. And if I stay with that, it feels like I'm going to crawl out of my skin. And that's where the distractions come in real handy because, you know, taking that little hit of the mind pipe, as you call it, can uh, apparently feel like there's a, a temporary relief, but only feels like it amps things up. And then I'm back to, there's no place to hide. There's nothing to hide. So that's what I wanted to say. I don't think I have a particular question. Hmm. You have anything to say, Kogan? Uh, I would say it was lovely that you switched off your camera just about the time when you said there's nowhere to hide. <laughs> you know, it was kind of like, maybe a little bit uh, the sort of uh, mechanism that all of us have, right? Like, you know, uh, so, something about being seen or, or you know, it, it feels sometimes threatening or something. But um, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's really good that you have this clarity of seeing that the relationship between distraction, uh, kind of seek, seeking out, reaching out for distraction and kind of this feeling. Uh, and, and sometimes, you know, it might feel like, oh, there's just uh like a hard work right like staying in this place where it's kind of squirming kind of uh uh you know it's it, the pathway is through through just being with those sensations but sometimes you know even if you're like tired you know because it, when we are in the right mood and meditative sort of state you know it's, it's easy to stay with whatever but in our daily life there's so many you know little situations and and opportunities for distraction um but 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 it's you know sometimes with, with you know like this this decision almost being made like oh I just can't be bothered with like trying to kind of do this work and I I, I choose something else right but it's often it's like almost like with going to the gym I don't know maybe some people are sporty they, they don't have this problem but people who are uh, you know I used to be a musician so sport wasn't my thing so going to the gym it feels like oh man like do I have to go I don't know that I go but I, you know like doing exercise. Um, but as soon as you start, it suddenly there's just flow, right? Like it just, it just, just kind of, you know, weird resistance. So even if you feel like, oh, like almost you want to like turn yourself blind to it and, and, and choose something else, just make a deal with it and say, okay, I'll, I'll stay with it for a limited amount of time. Right. And, and you said like, okay, I'll, I'll just stay with, with this sense, with this feeling for like three, <clears throat> three minutes. Right. And you just go into it and, and, and sometimes it's just, you know, it, it's just a blossoming of something. It's like, like a flower opening, you know, and, and, and you just end up kind of being with it as long as it needs and 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 it's um uh you know th then it just uh unfolds itself and you don't need to like avoid it or distract yourself for 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 the rest of the day or something yeah that's that, that's what came to my mind yeah go ahead, go ahead go ahead I was going to say, it's funny that you mentioned the gym, because I think when I'm actually engaged in physical activity is the one time when it's easy to stay with sensations, because it feels like I'm actually there with it, especially intense physical activity. Um, other times when, you know, I just have time on my hands, I just feel like it's literally the devil's workshop. And the squirminess comes back. And then there's like, well, there really is. Not, and then that the this the shame thing like we were talking about with with Matt, that's very prevalent, you know, the the need to be seen. One thing that came up, it was it's kind of been ongoing since the last retreat that we had, the need to be seen and the the need to like feel ashamed of wanting to be seen is the same thing. There's no 
doesn't seem to be there's a there's a difference there the sensation is the same so that comes up and then there's like oh there's just again like the shadow just sometimes feels endless i was going to say that the, the bit about um you know wanting validation and then judging yourself for wanting validation or maybe wishing you didn't want valid like that's that that push pull of the mind. It's really good to get acclimatized or to at least get familiar with that that experience, because that's that's really how desire and aversion works. It's like they're just so tied together, and the closer we see it, the more we realize it's just kind of a fool's game. Like we can we can push or pull on experiences. We can convince ourselves that I really want that and I really don't want that. Um, but the more we sort of buy into those those really mental processes. Um, the more we're just kind of awash with being pushed, feeling like we're pushed around. So um, it's not like we we actually desire. The weird thing is it's not like we actually desire something and it's not like we actually have an aversion to something. We're identifying with the energetics of it. We're identifying with it. That's why the funny thing about so many aspects of this process is when identity drops, nothing else has to change. Nothing has to change. There doesn't have to be no thought suddenly. There doesn't have to be no... Um, you know, distraction suddenly, the, none of that has to change at all. Every, the texture of life can be exactly the same and there's literally no suffering, no doubt, or very, very infrequent doubt thought maybe because it's, it's the, it's the buy-in that's getting, especially when it comes to desire and aversion, desire and ill will, however you want to say it, but pushing and pulling on experiences, it's the buy-in that, that we actually believe it. It feels like, it's like, I don't know if, if something starts running, the dog just chases it. It has that instinct. We almost have an instinct to chase our own thoughts, to chase our own quote unquote desires and aversions, but none of that's even happening. If you eat something, you just ate something. That's what happened. If you smile at someone, you smiled at someone. If you blush because someone noticed you, that's just what happened. There's no, there's nothing behind that and there's nothing in front of it and there's no one that's attached to it. Does that make sense? So it's, it's our buy-in to that process to the, to the mental process that says, I desire this, I don't want this, I do want that, that I need this, I need less of that. I need things to ultimately, ultimately, I need things to be the way I think they could be. The buy-in to that. That's just a thought process. That's innocent. The pro the thought can be there. It's our it's the buy-in, right? Which is very strange because if you look for the buy-in, you won't find it. You won't find the buy-in and you won't find the one buying in. But looking for it is hugely valuable. Hugely valuable. At some point, it's like, damn, what? all of this suffering was for nothing. There's no reason. There's no no need to make a position, take a position in reference to anything. There's no need to hide. There's no way to hide. Nothing could be hidden. It's very strange. But there's ultimately just clarity here for you. Yeah. Does, it, does that vibe at all? Yeah, totally vibes. Yeah. Totally vibes. Thank mm -hmm. you. Sure. Okay. Let's go to Lori. Hi. Hello. Hi. Um, I was at the AOL retreat, and one of the things that was clear there was um, for me, just diving into sensation was where it was at. And, you know, spending time like deepening into that. And what I found is that when I did get deep into sensation, um, it was like, it's like taking an animal to, to the vet, you know, putting them in, in the little carrier, you know, they, they know where they're going, they, they don't want to go there. And so there was like this extreme, like pushback, organ rejection and, um, and so, you know, I could, I could see that and it was so deep that it was hard to get back to it. You know, Kogan mentioned going, going to the gym. And um, so this, this movement has happened in different ways. And so there was, it was kind of long stretches before I could go back to it again. And then it would reappear. And then most recently, just a couple of days ago, I thought, okay, well, it's just simple. And I, I looked at the sensations that were kind of pushing away from that and got a little bit of an opening and um, looked at 
um, I guess looked at silence, which was the most, the strongest sensation at that moment. And, um, you know, just inquired like, where is, is there any place it's not? And it like folded into itself and kind of started, the sense that it, it seemed like it started to turn inside out. And then again, the same thing came up of like, no, not, not this. So this has happened, you know, many times along this journey in these different ways, you know, like an unwinding of something happens and it's like, no, no. So it, it also happens to like very neatly push, push against this other system of, um, there was a lot of control that has shed, but there's kind of a twin to it, which is like this resistance you know, like, um, so using Kogan's example, just going to the gym, like that would have been my thing. I could, I could willfully, you know, I could do that and get it done. And so now there's like the counter of it. If I willfully, you know, if I do that in that way, there's this story that says, oh, that's, that's control. You can't do that. So it's almost like con control as, as rebellion against control. So, um, you know, I'm seeing that in, in, you know, different ways, but this is one that's, that's showing up for me and just wanted to kind of out that and see if, if there's uh, a perspective that, it, yeah. But, and the other thing is like this recognition that I'm, I can't possibly do anything. And yet, you know, just like this paradox of like, I, I, there's a leaning in to it mm -hmm. yeah yeah i just have a couple of quick comments and then we'll turn you over to kogan but just a couple things one is this is very normal so so this is rather typical at this stage of things um and you can't of course wave your magic wand and stop it from happening there's going to be a degree of that just you know to, to personify it in one way i could say the ego loves to feel wants to feel better of course so when you when you're able to find an avenue where you just oh i just drop right into the senses and it's just so peaceful and beautiful and nothing no thoughts if mind calms down and all that that's great for a little while but at some point that ego mechanism the mind mechanism that wants to grab your attention it really gets charged it's like wait a minute hold on hold on what happens to me you know me 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 this is all about me what happens to me where am i going to go how do i yeah. find my space how do i get back here to regroup and like, you know, often it starts telling stories. So that's normal. It's going to happen for a while. It will subside more and more, generally speaking. So that's one thing I want to tell you. Um, and the other thing I want to tell you is if you're curious, you know, in these times when it's like, okay, there's the, there's the immersion into the senses. And then, then it starts feeling like some resistance, something saying no to it, or it's like, no, no, not there. Don't go there. Um, mm -hmm. um, just, just, just relax your body, widen your aperture of attention and just say, okay, well, this is happening. That's okay that it's happening. Let's look at what's actually happening. So I, I would suggest you could just look into each sense field and go, where is the no here? Where, where is the thing that's actually saying no? And look and feel. And the more you realize, I think the more the body mind realizes that you'll never find a no in a sensation. You'll never find mm -hmm. a no in a sound. You'll never find a no in the forms and colors. You just won't. You won't find a no in a taste. And, but, but, but just looking and seeing is it here, is it here, is it here? Um, it, it, it can really unload that polarity to where something just starts to get it. That it's like, oh, actually, no, it's, it's just fine being here. This is the only place I've ever been. The only place I ever could be. It's the only game in town really. And then the yeah. inversion of the mind, the way the mind wants to turn back on itself, it'll just subside over time. Yeah. But it can take great. some time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just just to say thank you. That's great because I I look at the body like where's the grip, and I'm interpreting it as that that's the no there, that yep. that could release you know. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's an interpretation. Exactly, and that's what we do. We associate wow. okay. we associate yeah. a certain sensation or a pattern of, of sensations with a very sort of intense story. But if you really look, you're going to find there is actually no association. There's nothing linking those together at all. But the looking um, is critical and it takes some time. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. Kogan, mm -hmm. you got anything? Um, yeah, I mean, I was just thinking about um, just trying to see Laurie. I 
I'm not. Lori, can you say hi real quick? Hi. Hi, Kogan. How are you? Oh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> That's great. Um, yeah, so I mean, that's maybe not specifically actually to you, but overall, you know, many people listen to those things. So, so um, there's also sometimes if if there's like a clear sort of sense of you know go, if we go to the body sensation and and there's this kind of response um, is like it's not safe here. You know, sometimes the sort of TRE um, exercises are also can be helpful. In again, it might be not your case, but it can be. Uh, you know, useful the sort of trembling, going, you know, giving it a go for a little bit longer stretch than than for for any, you know, there's there can be restlessness based sort of difficulty in being a sensation. There can be, you know, there can be a little bit different tones. But I think TRE is working on all those levels, and it's and it's helping to kind of find this like pure equanimity in the flow of sensation itself, and and can be helpful. Um, and and second thing. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I just wanted to, to to kind of speak to this thing that you said, like, you know, there's this, um, you know, in past you were kind of driven person and, you know, you, you could get things done and then now you're kind of like, oh, wait a minute, that's a will, you know, and it's kind of like, it, I think the area of the non-doership is, is one of those that can, can be a little bit like, you know, especially if you're like in, in a gray zone, right, like you don't feel necessarily the same sort of juice of will kind of rushing through your day-to-day -day life, but at the same time, um, you know, you don't feel kind of maybe fully like it's just all unfolding, uh, then it can be kind of like a, a little bit confusing. But um, I think it's, you know, in uh, I sometimes use this example, There's there was the saying, I, I was born in the People's Republic of Poland uh, during, you know, it was still communist time. And there was this kind of saying that they said, if you think it, don't say it. If you say it, don't write it down. If you write it down, don't sign your, sign your name. If you sign your name, don't be surprised. Um, it was, you know, it was about the, you know, kind of like KGB and all of that. But but the, but the point is, like, if you if you um, you know decide doing something, don't you know don't uh, uh, kind of blame yourself for for doing something you know out out of the, that feels like you know that there was, there was a clear sort of uh, directionality in it because in a way it's uh non-doership also sometimes means that that you are very particular about what what, what or not you but i mean you know that there is a very particular sort of uh uh pickiness in the moment that insists on something and goes for it full full on um and it's totally fine right it's so it's not like adding another layer of like oh i shouldn't be this kind of doing that because who is there to do it rather it's just like there's natural unfoundment and, and as Angelo was saying before it's like you know there's not this sort of buy-in into any of that if 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 something you know unfolds uh or, or if you know even if you feel strongly you want to do something then you know this this movement is is perfectly okay too so sad I mean, I'm, I'm, it might be not your problem at all, but but because you mentioned th this part of like, I shouldn't be, you know, the, 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 like in this game, the, sh the shoulds and shouldn'ts are the kind of troublemakers. So that's why I kind of uh, decided to respond to that. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Kogan. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'll piggyback on that. And it, it reminded me of something someone else said earlier, and I forgot to throw this element in, but it's essentially what Kogan just said. I'll just say it a slightly different way is it can be surprising to people that even once the sense of agency drops away, you can still have habits that, that would be considered like maybe not the best habit. Like it can definitely happen. And, that, and that's actually part and parcel of agency dropping away when you realize like, I don't have a choice what this body mind does. There's no one that has that choice. It's just going to do what it's going to do. But the difference is you're on board with it in some strange way. Like even, even if it's not the healthiest thing to be doing, it's like, oh, well, this is what's happening. So it's kind of, becomes a little bit more whimsical, you know, um, the, the freaking universe doesn't hang in the balance of whether you eat a, another piece of cake or not. It doesn't, it just doesn't fucking matter. It's just what's happening and there's no control. So, so that, that can be a surprising aspect of, of deep realization to people. Yeah. And, yeah, and generally, you. generally like really distracting quote unquote, bad habits things, they generally do fall away actually. But that not on your terms at all. You don't have that choice. It, they they generally do because your tendency to to avoid and distract does kind of subside. But it doesn't doesn't mean that every habituated pattern just stops immediately. That's just not going to happen. These body minds are very complex. So, right. Yeah. Perfect. Thanks.
You're welcome. Great question. Okay. I think we're going to go to Bob. Shocking. Shit. Uh, wow. Every conversation <laughs> has been amazing. Um, and the energy, Jesus. Um, First of all, can we talk about, is that a denim couch? Yes. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, we used to have cats and they would um, scratch the furniture. So we got something that wasn't too great. Don't have the cats anymore, but still have the denim. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Stuff. Um, first, the Sasha's last interview, it's like the demon thing. That scared the shit out of me. Not the demons per se, but just like, I'm going to have no idea what the existential terror is going to look like. And that just freaks me out. And it's like, oh, um, yeah. What's also freaking me out is the possibility of not having to do anything. I mean, I've been striving to change this or that or the other thing about myself or find a better job or I more satisfying job and it's just like shit there might be nothing to do and that just freaks me out it's just like very unsettling and then today I was meditating early to well listen to a video you put out in the last month or so and it's just sitting there looking at a chair across the room, some other stuff, listening to the cat fountain make the furnace kick in. And that's just like, shit, my thoughts aren't separate from the cushion or anything either. It's all one thing. And then there's like this, still that little thing of, but there's still me and everything else, except for there might not be me. And I was thinking back to the first Sasha interview you put up, which was like the eight minute one from the Q&A session a year ago. And it's like, so your question, which was like, well, who believes that? Who believes there's me to actually do anything? I don't know. I guess I don't even have a question aside from. That's it, man. That's where the money is. Like, so the way you just demonstrated inquiry is perfect trying to find the one who actually believes it mm -hmm. not the resistance to the story or the story or the narratives all that stuff can go on and on but it's like well who's buying into it is there anything or anyone you know i guess that was it <laughs> Rogan probably has some words of wisdom as well no i mean i think bob's words of wisdom were, were pretty plenty but but it's, it's a matter of like staying with it right like you say oh oh but there's still me in all of it right but then okay so where do i specifically find it and kind of right now looking clearly right where is it that i what do i reference and kind of staying with this clean clear and simple looking seeing just okay now it seems but it, it's one thought right like outside of this one thought there's me in everything just going directly into sensations the cat fountain uh sound or the touch of denim on the on the couch right and where is it and and just staying with this kind of open inquiry that that you know everything is possible in a way yeah, i really like the the inquiry of when you do like something with physical contact, you touch like the denim as Kogan was mentioning, where is that? Where is that? Right. Because it, it's one of those things that we're so sure we know, Oh, it's right there. Well, what is there? You know, 
and go right back to that sensation and just ask, well, where is this actually? Maybe close your eyes. Where is that? There's so much that wants to just jump up and say, oh, I know where that is. I know where that is. So this is a bunch of thoughts, like a bunch of stuff you learned, but where is that? Is there aware there at all? You know, like one sensation can take you so deep into this presence. It can unbind so much. So we're we're really literally like standing on a whale fishing for minnows a lot of the time. The sensation field is so vibrant and rich when um when when we're in when we're we've gotten to ourselves to that place where it's become salient, juicy when we feel it. You know, sometimes it's it's maybe too early. The mind is just too busy all the time. It's just too analytical. You know, it's hard to get into direct contact with things and sensations and sounds. But once you can, it gets very, very simple. The, the inquiry gets very simple, you know, as Kogan described. All right. Thank you. Welcome. Okay. Uh, Yvonne. Hi. Hello. Hello. Um, I don't know what my question is. Uh, I I think I just need to share. Um, I think I might have mentioned it before, but at the moment I'm uh, I'm awaiting for a heart bypass, which could happen in two months' time or no date yet because I'm awaiting still on the national health. Um, but as it's getting closer. Uh, I am, my body's changing and from being able to walk two miles now, I can't walk anything like that anymore. I, it was about a quarter of this person's uh, abilities left and uh, I wake up in the morning and don't feel good. And then the mind, the thoughts go, oh, fuck. I, of course, uh, I've got two heart valves that are not working. That's why I feel like this. And then I let the thought go and just become present. And it's just a matter of, ah, uh, well, well, trust, trusting, um, no matter what. And when people say, oh, you're going to be okay. You know, it's it's been, this operation's been done so many times and you're going to be okay, you're going to feel better. But I, I know that, uh, well, I don't know. I don't know anything. I don't know anything. And so therefore, I, 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 I don't have even before this heart problem, I had lost my um, uh, future. That I don't have a faith in. I mean, I mean, I don't have a future. I know though. I don't know. I'm only here. This is only is that what there is here, and. Um, It's just uh, being with the sensations, and the sensations are quite horrible. And uh, being with them, and uh, if I was, if I was to think about when I I now know what's going to happen in the operation, all the things they're going to do which is if I don't think about it, it's like I'm going to be tortured or something. Uh, you know, the, the mind just freaks out. So obviously I can't, I, I don't, I do, but I, I become present. So I'm practicing presence the whole time. And when I meditate, I, uh, I used to meditate at the same time, the same place. Now I, don't meditate always because I think who's who, 
why, why am I meditating? Uh, but then when I do, I then I move out I'm in the body feeling and then I move out of the body. And it's just being with it all. It's just, it's just learning this new way of living and uh, without there being, without knowing that it, I, I, I don't know what's gonna happen. I, I might feel better later. I might not. I don't know. When everybody says I will, I, I don't know. And it's being with that. It's being with the complete unknown and being with trust that even if I die, uh, it just is. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, I just wanted to share because uh, oh, it's hard to share it. It's not easy to explain it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so it's not really a question. It's just a sharing. And... Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's I think it's inspiring, you know. Maybe we're all gonna be there at some point in some way of you know, having very serious health challenges or just or even inevitable death, you know, for all of us at some point. So yes. to be able to approach that with this kind of equanimity, realize that you'd never had a future anyway. Um <laughs> and to, to just be with all of it, including the sensations. I will say it's interesting that we can be we can find a surprising amount of like pressure just from social expectations or what we know other people probably perceive this as that we almost have to mitigate it for them a little bit sometimes, you know, yeah. um, they, they yes. want to tell you it's going to be better yeah. and you might want to say, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't matter what it is, you know, but yeah. you know, we don't want to, we don't want to disillusion them about their own health as well. And stuff like that can no. strangely come into play, but you you feel like you're in a very good equanimous place to me. And that's great. Thank you. Nice. Yeah, none of us know how long we have, right? It's like what we, we have, have is this this slice of eternity right now. This is all we have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all there is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd like to hear from Kogan. Kogan's done some work in uh, in hospice and stuff too. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, first of all, I would like to just say thank you for sharing. You know, it was really beautiful. Um, and um, if you, even if you could say just something, then I would see your face. It would be nicer for me to talk because I see Angelo. He's great too. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm oh, yeah. yeah thank you, thank you. I'm 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 a kind of Zoom newbie. Uh, so so you know, it was really uh, wonderful sharing. And 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 that's that's the bottom line of Angelo. That I would just you know uh, also kind of uh, emphasize that you said like you are just in this place of total you know unknown um and 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 you know that's where we all are right that's that's exactly you know i might go before you right i mean we, there's there's not knowing of anything but i yeah. want to also uh share that you know it might sound kind of uh funny a little bit for me to kind of bring my little issues uh but but i but i, but I was going to share that there is a profound invitation in loss um of the sort of surrendering movement uh it's it's truly remarkable i you know i i had like knee like several knee surgeries i i, I won't be able to ever run or hike that i always loved and you know um it is what it is but then a couple of years ago when the pandemic started i got also long COVID, and um i was in bed for uh multiple months in a row and I, i'm still not back to my old baseline I, i'm better but but this time when I was in bed and I didn't know how long it will last, there was no information about long COVID. People, some people were reporting, hey, I'm already like 12 months in, um, you know, so, so I was just all also in this place of, of truly losing my cap capacities. I was not able to go for like a 10 minutes walk at all, like not possible. And, and I used to go for hikes of, you know, several hours a day. Um, so I was in this place of, of of truly just being severely limited in a way, and and this and this and this kind of surrendering 
movement um you know like you can almost like tune in to like it's sometimes i mean maybe it's another digression like during retreats when i was doing retreats uh like a longer retreats sometimes when i was doing day of fasting kind of like there's this practice of like you know just not eating for the day during the, the kind of multiple day retreat and then when everybody eats and you are there kind of with your empty plate just, just, just sitting there there is there is something beautiful about this kind of way of other others can do it and i rejoice in it and and i i i will be in this place of 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 just not being able to do it right now and and there's this kind of really heart openness and 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 this sort of re real surrendering moment and 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 it was during the i don't know like you know set any expectations or anything but 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 really this sort of further realization that I had uh, into kind of more no self thing happened during the, when I was headlong COVID and I was just really debilitated in all other ways, just because I, you know, I, I couldn't do what I always did. And, and some of us just need sometimes this, this universe showing you, you see, you know, you are always, you did great. You are in control, but now you are in my hands and now you can't go for a walk. Now, now you you feel tired because your heart is not working. Now you have to just be on those terms, and 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 you just completely let go into it. And yeah. and there's a beauty in it. It's a, it's a lesson that yeah. sometimes is more beautiful than anything in life. Loss is underrated. So yeah. so congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Both of you, that was beautiful. Okay. Let's go to Sebastian. Hello. Um, yeah, beautiful, beautiful, very touching uh, to hear that. I uh, my, my question is very much more ordinary, um, but first, thank you for the retreat. Um, New Year's retreat was beautiful. I was actually doing it in, in Costa Rica. I'm still in Central America. I got in touch after the retreat with someone from the retreat and they told me that I should get in touch with Kogan. Um, I was writing back, um, who's Kogan, never heard back. So it's kind of interesting to to see him here. It's just curious uh, if he is in Costa Rica or what he was doing there. And maybe my question is coming a bit from, there's a big spiritual community here and I met some interesting people, but somehow I don't think most of them are really like interested in the same thing. Like for me, this somehow started with, with seeing that, that I don't exist and there's no way in trying to, to make this better for me somehow. And Still, those forces are in in me, and playing parts parts in this in in the sum is gone. But there's still stuff of this left, and that's what I can see in most of all the people I meet. Like, it's not about gaining something anymore, and what I kind of want is lose lose it all. Or if that even makes sense. Um, and yeah, I was hoping to meet some people around Central America uh, to connect regarding that. And that, that doesn't seem to be the case, but maybe it's also not necessary. And yeah, uh, maybe you guys have something to say towards towards that. Logan, you want to start? Um, so uh, I I'm, I'm not sure if I've heard, heard you right, but I was in Puerto Rico uh, during the retreat. Uh, so I wasn't in Costa Rica. Um, uh, and yeah, I was just uh, kind of, I, I'm, I'm a little bit like a kind of, uh, in, in Japanese, they call it unsui, which which is like a water cloud monk, which is like you just, you just kind of move from place to place without being uh, in one particular uh, location. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I think, I think it's, um, you know, it, it, I think it's, it's good you have a clarity, um, you know, not, not every single uh thing that is being offered that is, you know, talks about awakening or, you know, those are terms that those are all words, right? It's, it's all salad, it's kind of uh, uh, sound salad in a way that we arrange them in, in you know, in this way or the, that way. So, so not every, not every um, teaching speaks about the same thing, even if they use the same words. 
so so it's you know it's it's great that you have this clarity what is of deep interest to you what is truly calling you in this process which is just you know seeing what's true and what's unreal right like uh, not i mean this dualism also is getting uh, transcended in the end but but kind of just you know looking deeply what's you know what's true and what what's you know what, what are our assumptions about ourselves and just you know investigating that and for for you know it, it is a blessing to have like a, you know we are now in this gathering in this group and and we have each other many of us live in uh, different locations so I'll just throw a plug. There's this. Oh, I don't know if I should do it. Anyway, um, maybe it's maybe it's uh, maybe it's not the public announcement yet. But maybe there will be ways of connecting within this also our community. Um, maybe there will be a ways of connecting with people in your geographical areas too. So um, you know, it, it Dharma friends are true treasure. Like in 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 the sort of. Uh, dharma like a buddhist uh, path sometimes there's this kind of saying a little bit over the top but it's saying that uh sitting one retreat with an, with another person is a stronger affinity than marriage for three years <laughs> so 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 in a way you know we we can be helpful we can reflect to each other but but in, at the end of the day it is a lonely path it is a sort of movement kind of you know, of 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 just you and kind of looking directly and in, in your own direct experience. So so those two, you know, they can be like two wings of a one bird that it kind of you know works very well. That in a way you have this true independence or like uh, autonomy and and kind of clear looking that you trust more than whatever you know someone could say to you. Uh, but at the same time, you know, being able to get advice from someone. Or, or just you know have a conversation with some with a peer. This is also uh, you know pretty uh, you know great and, and and useful. So so I think you know as long as as there's certain balance within those two, it's uh, it's it's great. So that's all I kind of that came to me when you spoke. Thank you. Yeah. So he, what he's referring to is that that uh, a very nice couple few few guys are building a. A platform that basically you can use to find other people that are interested in simply always awake stuff, books and retreats and whatever. Um, you'd be able to geolocate them in the world and get like email addresses of people. We we put out one version of it just to a to my members online, but they're they're still working out the wrinkles and pretty soon we'll have the more robust version that we can use. But some people did already connect with people. But I think over time, you'll, you'll in a place like Costa Rica, you'll definitely find other people like, you know, unless you're in a really rural place, I think with time, this will, this will connect a lot of people to to those that might be in their area, especially in bigger cities. So that will be coming out, keep an eye on it, but it will always be announced to the members first. Um, the other thing I, I just thought to say is similar to what Kogan said is there are, there are some areas of value in the, in this process of, of other, having other people, Dharma brothers and sisters and so forth. Um, <clears throat> one of them is ha having a, the kind of relationship you would have with a, with a, with a, like, um, a sort of non-dual facilitator, teacher guide, whatever you want to call it, where the, the whole point of the relationship is to just directly address your own yearning for, for truth um, and the unfolding process, the it's a very beautiful thing because it's like the kind it's it's such a rare relationship, you know. Because there's you know if that person is authentic, which you know I I careful who I refer people to, but um, but yeah, if, if if they're authentic, they don't they won't add anything to it. There no, there shouldn't be any agendas other than really just your ability to directly address and and confront any identity structures and address anything that that, that the shadow is sort of hiding and all all of that those aspects that come into play, that's a very valuable interaction with another person, a realized person. The other is he, Kogan did mention is, you know, retreats. It's, it's actually really valuable, especially in silent retreats to just have a group um, that will support you and you support the group in a process like that. And it, man, it took me a long, Kogan probably knows a lot about this because he's done so many sashins and all that. But I mean, it took me a long time to really appreciate the depth of value there and it's because so much of what humans do when they interact with one another is about complicity, even, even nonverbal communication, like it's going on all the time. And that's why it's so easy to go unconscious around other people. Um, but when you, when you create a sort of artificial environment where the purpose is to not do that, not go into complicity, 
not to have all these other agendas like distraction and gossip and drama and all that. And and actually our purpose is to sit and investigate our true nature together. And the the artificial construct is, and we're, we're going to do it silently. So then you you learn a very different thing. You learn like, wow, first of all, I can be around other people without having to try to do something, impress something upon them, try to get something from them. Like you, it's kind of taken out of the equation for the most part in that structure. So you learn that and it's, and, and you learn the discomfort that comes with that. And then you get through the discomfort and you learn the peace that can be there being around other people when you're not engaging in the usual. So it's a really a pattern interrupt. It's a big reset. So it's really great to do it online, but in person, it's, I would say it's even better. Um, there are many ways to do that. Of course, many different types of retreats you can find in person from very cheap to free to, you know, paid retreats and so forth. But so those, those are valuable. Um, the, you know, casual interactions with, with Dharma brothers and sisters can also be valuable. Um, but it can be a little tricky too, because that's when other things start to come into play. You know, um, you know, people with different kinds of agendas come into these groups and there's dominant personalities in different groups and all that. So I would say in that case, like probably the best thing to do is have a structure and a purpose to the group. If you meet regularly, structure and purpose, like what are we actually meeting for? What, what are we trying to do here? Are we meeting to sit in silence? Are we meeting to, you know, vulnerably share our, our, our challenges while working through emotion or what are we, what are we really trying to do here? Because I find that when humans don't communicate the purpose of the communication itself, they will default to things that are, that are at least partially unconscious. So, so that's all I would suggest is if you get into groups of people in this look, you know, you don't have to impose that upon the group, but look for a group that's already has some kind of, um, point that that is an agreed upon point of the group or if you form one do it mindfully so that's that's all i have to add all right thank you guys yeah thank you enjoy enjoy that falling away <laughs> all right we have john hello um this is hey. my first time meeting you and I wrote to you just a little while ago and have gotten involved with Chris Guimont, pardon me, cool. and, um, and with TRE. One sec. Okay. Okay. And um, so I've been looking for kind of how to get to the end of the path for a long time. And when I found your work, I thought, finally, there's somebody who's doing pointing out to the no self, which at least theoretically I understand is the end of the non-duality path. Although you make it clear that of course nothing ends, right? But someone ends. And so as I've begun to work and Chris has sent me a videos to watch and I've watched a whole bunch of my own in the last couple of weeks on the no self. I noticed that there's a collapse of awareness or self and arising sensation, especially around sound. I noticed that very well. That's really how I learned to meditate was listening to the birds sing outside a retreat center long, long ago. Pardon me. But um, I, I thought that that would, when that collapse happened, that that would mean the collapse of a self or, a, and, and what I see is that there's a lot of there's still plenty of mind chatter and there's still plenty of, there is even some very strong aversion or attraction um, arising. And so my mind is a bit confused about all that. And I just wanted to, to just bring that up and ask about it. I'm also having real trouble with, okay, when I feel sensation, it always feels like it's happening close in here. I don't know how else to describe that. So I wanted to bring those questions to you face to face because I thought, wow, this is a rare opportunity. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Kogan, do you want to want to offer something or you want me to start or? Either way is fine. I mean, I, I mean, I, I can go ahead uh, and you can you can uh, say more later. Um, so, John, could you could you say something a little bit? I'm sorry again. Sure, no, 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 it's okay. I know okay, this is great. confusing on yeah. uh, on Zoom. Yeah. Yes. So um yeah, you know, I think um you know I don't want to like make it too sort of analytical, but but uh 
one of the models that that some people find helpful you might not there's the whole fetter model right and and it kind of speaks of the sort of different things falling away different sort of layers of of of, of kind of fabrication falling away uh, or or patterns of of perceived you know filter perceptual filters so um it's it's definitely not the case that the sort of non-dual realization which means the kind of uh, when you see that the, the kind of knowingness is synonymous with sounds uh sights and sensations without anything being apart from it collecting collecting it um th th this uh i mean in, in the manner how also angelo is speaking is not necessarily the no self uh realization which kind of comes further but i think if your um intuition is or, or, or perception is that that you know there's still quite a bit of push and pull the kind of aversion and, and and desire this could be the next area to kind of look at um uh, you know the sort of equanimity angela has all the playlist on equanimity and and you know just working more with with because there are certain you know it's like it's like a it's like a you know house of card that has like a few main parts that hold it right and, and in a way it's kind of like you, you peel them and sometimes you, you get you zoom in to kind of just address one of them at a time because it's more potent it's more kind of singular about like okay just go into the sort of nature of sensations and and, and sounds and kind of work with the non-dualistic sort of uh nature of them but at the same but if you feel like that's more and more clarifying for you uh but yet you see the kind of reactivity you know you you can just work directly with that and i think that the uh the the video that angelo speaks with kevin chani like is, is pretty good about the uh i think it's uh fourth and fifth um, feathers, which are the, uh, you know, kind of push and pull or reactivity, basically. Uh, yeah, right? I've, I've watched some of them and read read all of Kevin's outlines, but yeah, I haven't done all of it yet. Yeah. 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 And also generally what I would just say, it's like Adyashanti had this phrase that he used all the time that is it's always being always becoming right that i think you know you, you have a good conceptual framework. It's, it sounds uh, about it that, you know, it's truly there is certain finality to to certain arc certain trajectory of 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 path but at the same time it, it's surprising how you know every expectation that we put on you know it could be read, something we read if we have traditional background you know we read what's our hood what's you know what's this what's that and then we kind of have set certain expectations on 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 what, what how things should look like and you know usually th those kind of just only get into the way and and I think it's you know it's it's a very wonderful and 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 only proper attitude to to just you know see whatever is still not yet liberated and kind of just uh, look into it like whatever is calling right like there's there's still some push and pull you 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 go into it and you kind of examine the the mechanism of it and everything um, but but yeah at the same time the sort of embodiment and 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 this whole aspect is 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 never ending so so it's it's yeah definitely the kind of thinking in terms of finish lines is 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 very sort of like a, uh yeah you know it's it's just it's just manner of speaking about it just for convenience try to kind of box things uh because sometimes it makes sense in terms of okay we we can we can now kind of try to focus on that or that or that but uh it, it's it is a just you know beautiful endless sort of unfolding that that uh uh yeah if 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 not thought of in terms of finishing lines it's kind of much more enjoyable in some way and kind of more more just from the place of curiosity and kind of like looking you know just just wanting to know uh wanting to see rather than you know uh hoping that finally there will be this place that i will have no thought i'll have no desires i'll be i'll i'll be you know because we are biological beings and 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 as as long as we are in this in this you know we eat we shit we 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 you know it's it's so dynamic in a way that it, it has to have some components of 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 friction of of you know it, it's not that it's ever uh, I, I think we were talking with Angela recently about it that there's this beautiful uh, YouTube video of this little cell that that uh, dies and, and uh, in this video that kind of how life is defined is when when things are being kept away from equilibrium maybe angela will say it better I'm, I'm it's not my first language but but anyway it's it's a it's a beautiful uh kind of description that life is is kind of staying away from equilibrium in a way and our mind kind of wants equilibrium because you know as as long as we have you know something that is very uh 
you know, uh, straight and, and kind of uh, plain and, 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 and kind of smooth and, and we can glide only ever after, you know, that's, that's the sort of mind's version but the, of, of liberation. But liberation is actually letting off of wanting anything to be any other way than it's right now and seeing through, you know, whatever is still standing kind of apart from it. Uh, and Angelo put the link in description in for this little video, so please check it out if uh, afterwards. If if it, it's just really beautiful. Um, right. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So that was. No, uh, I appreciate that. And and um, there is, I understand about equilibrium or homeostasis as a as a biological being, but there's also, I should say, an exhaustion on the spiritual seeking path that has laid in in the last few years, and I really. You know, I'm not going to live forever. I'm going to be 69 years old shortly. And so I think, well, what is all this for? I spend all this time and all this money, you know, pursuing what is it now? You know, so <laughs> thank you, though, for the clarification about there's always inquiry and there's always curiosity and there's always equilibrium, because I think that's very helpful to this mind anyway. Thank you very much. It's nice to meet you. Likewise. Thank you. Yeah, so I put the link under chat if anyone wants to watch the video. Just just cut and paste it because obviously this will close when when we're done. Cut and mm -hmm. paste it. It's like a seven minute video. It's really fun. So, um, yeah. So my 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 response or my reflection of what you had said, um, is to, a couple things. And, and Kogan touched on all of it. But one is I when you mentioned that you had watched the different videos of Kevin Chanelak and so forth, so you're familiar with the desire and aversion. Um, and um, that one, I think for you, I just sense it. That's going to be pretty valuable. Um, it's, it's so the non-dual stuff is fun, right? It's really fun to try to watch boundaries dissolve and watch, try to experience a world without form and all that. Um, it's kind of psychedelic. It's kind of science fiction. It's kind of, you know, wild and, you know, there's an intellectual component that's really sort of interested in it as well. And, um, and then the, the desire, desire and ill will or desire and aversion aspect is like none of that. It's not fun. It's not sexy. It's not psychedelic. It's really uncomfortable. It's the last place you want to go, but it <laughs> pays huge dividends. It pays huge dividends. And the formula that we laid out in that video four and five, I think it's called, um, the end of suffering or how to end suffering interview with Kevin channel, like four and five. But the, the, what we lay out there, the formula is very simple and it works well to track down reactivity. Mm -hmm. um, the, the reactivity, there's other ways to do it. And, and sometimes it, it, it sort of dissolves itself, but the reactivity is probably the, the poorest uh, or the, the, the most overlooked or the poorest, poor, most poorly addressed aspect of this. Um, and it can sneak in even in really late stage realization when, when people just don't address it or, you know, and it's because we have a lot of avoidance around it. We don't want to feel it. We don't want to feel that stuff. We don't want to look at it. We don't want to, we don't want to realize that we can't insist upon the world being the way we want it right now. And it, and it doesn't actually do it. We don't want to see that. We don't want to see that we have zero control over reality just because we think it should be different than it is. Um, and we can get that intellectually, but to really dissolve the deep connections that we have that believe that, it, that believe it such that it creates our processing and gets those polarized thoughts going, that that takes some work often. I think you'll find huge benefit in it, really. The, the underlying like frustration, a little bit of impatience there, that kind of stuff. And, you know, I'm almost 70 now, like that's just pointing right to it for me. And you'll find that the non-dual experience will will take a quantum leap. Because non-dual is kind of on a gradient, I think, mm -hmm. largely. You can experience it periodically. You can experience it episodically. You can even have a shift where, like you described, the subject and object aren't there. But it can only happen in one sense. Sometimes it can happen in sound, but in the visual field, it's still very much subject-object experience. Even all of that can collapse. You can have a subject-object experience being completely not identifiable in any sense field, and it still feels damn well like there's a physical world. So deeper realization of non-duality, like the the illusion of a physical world just goes away. And it's very different. And it's they, they kind of have a different feel to them. And it's much more profound realization. But what can keep that at bay sometimes is the reactivity. Okay. So with all of that said, even when that physical world 
the apparent external physical world is completely dissolved and seen through to be an illusion. And then I can't tell you what replaces it because it's not in time and it's not in space, but it's also not nothing. It's impossible to talk about, but it's rather intimate. Um, and it's quite a, quite a discovery. Um, perhaps we'd call it Brahman or something, you know, but, uh, but even then that's not that end of the self-structure, <laughs> um, and which seems odd, but the self-structure is, doesn't have anywhere to hide then. It doesn't have anywhere to, to be. And, and ultimately when the external world is dissolved, the, the illusion of the external world is dissolved, then by, um, like a domino knocking another domino down, ultimately that internal world's going to dissolve as well. And, and that's an illusion because there is no internal anything when you realize non-dual, but again, it's just a habit of mind, even though you've realized it, the, the habits can be strong and it can, we could still tend to pull inward somewhere to, you know, wherever. And, and just the, the mere ability to do that, the mere functioning of that, even periodically creates this kind of, I think I have my video that released today talks about this. It's kind of this inversion. It feels like, um, an inner world is the best way I can say it, but it, it feels like something you've always wanted. You wanted to maintain, you've defended, but it's absolutely and completely unnecessary. And it's always distorting 100% of the time it's distorting in nature. That's the self-structure. That's, that's deep realization though. That's beyond non-dual actually. Mm -hmm. Now it can, they can go at the same time and, and this can happen all kinds of different ways for different people. So don't get too caught up in the weeds of like mechanics but I would definitely look into the reactivity aspect and just really track it down because it's very slippery stuff. Um, and and in my non-dual playlist also has explorations for like form and perception and all that. Thank you so much. It's yep. a real pleasure to meet you. Nice meeting you. Thank you. You look great for almost 70, by the way. Hope I look that good. <laughs> Thank you. That's kind. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. Let's go. Matt's iPhone is coming. Oh, wait, we're at we're at time. But Matt, you want to do a real quickie? You are mute, Matt. Okay, sorry about that. Full start. Shame told me that I couldn't come back for a second time. And I was like, you know what? I'm doing it. Um, Good for I you. was just, I was just investigating uh, the sound field, and I just wanted to report what I found and just see if I'm kind of on the right track. It instinctively feels right, but since I'm here, I might as well check. Um, I was sitting with my eyes shut, listening to the to sounds, and there was a sense of the distance of sound. Uh, some far away, some close. And I was kind of then sort of aware of the, the I am that is, that seemed to be receiving the recipient of these sounds at various distances. And I was kind of noticing that the sounds seemed to be separate to this presence, to this I am. And then, and then just it popped up naturally the question, are these sounds <laughs> separate from this? Is that true? And suddenly it like popped and it was like my sense of self expanded and it was like, I know those sounds are happening within me like the sounds are it's not like even like they're happening within me they they are me it's yeah. all me like it was completely the opposite way around to how i had it like beautiful is is it like that right now yeah it's like good stay there yeah. just keep it just to keep investigate go take a walk look at things hear things feel things just keep doing that. And that, that line of inquiry that you just did, you can do, you can reproduce it if you need to, or you can just let it go automatically. But it's kind of like a Venn diagram where it's like sound and perception of sound and self. They're like overlapping a little bit. And all of a sudden they're like, whoop, there's no two right. circles anymore. It's like that. The very, your uh -huh. description's clear. So you don't need validation okay. for this. Obviously it's self-validating and obvious. Yeah. Just, just go spend a week enjoying this. 
Yeah. <laughs> so cool. It so is. cool. Thank you. I'm happy Thank for you. I'm Thank you. I'm glad you overcame shame. That was a great one. <laughs> I know. I know. It was like the stories of like, oh my God, he's going to think you're just such a terrible person for dominating and blah, 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 and all this stuff. And I'm like, I'm not buying, you know, I'm just going to be with this heart racing. Good for you, man. Thank you, my friend. Thank you so much. You're welcome, much. my friend. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Kogan, do you have any last words? No, I think I, I was just wanting to say that I loved you popping up again and your eyes, you know, bright and, and something loving about you. So so it was a treat for us too. Thank you, everybody. Y'all take care. Okay, thank you, everyone. Uh, this will be um, up online in the next couple of days. I might put it in two different parts. And again, if anyone you know sees this online and wants to join Double Barrel, you just uh, sign up for membership and do it at the supporting member, sustaining member level. Thank you all. Much love, thank everybody. Thank you, everyone. Oh, thank you, Coco. Bye. Bye.